Good morning, Jordan. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Good. We are going to talk about what? Do you remember? Yes. A holiday that's in October. October. What holiday are we going to talk about today? Halloween. That's right. Do you like Halloween? Yes. Yes. What do you do on Halloween? Um, we wear stickle. <laughs> you you dress up as a scarecrow. You did dress up as a scarecrow one time, and you were so cute. So cute. Yes. So if you were going to dress up, you'd dress up as what? Um, scarecrow. Okay, that's a great costume. So then... You go up to someone's door, you knock on it. When they answer the door, what do you say? I'm trick or treat. That's right. And what do they give you? Yeah, I'm Skittles. <laughs> you hope for Skittles. They give you candy, but you candy. is Skittles your favorite thing to get? Yes. Yes. Um, and then after they hand you the candy, what do you tell them? Thank you. That's right. You say thank you as you walk off. Yes. Some kids forget that, but that's okay. important stuff. Okay, do you like Halloween? Yes. yes. You don't trick-or-treat anymore. Um, yes, I trick-or-treat for Halloween. Hudson still does. Hudson still does. Okay, but when okay. you... So what we do is we ride around the neighborhood. I ride around the neighborhood on golf cart. That's right, right. on the golf cart. It's fun. Yes, it's fun. And then he comes back to the golf cart with his candy, candy. and you... You take Skittles. it. I get Skittles for today. You get the Skittles. That's right. Yeah. Dang. Is there any other kind of candy you like? Um, Skittles. You like Skittles? Do you like suckers? Suckers. I bubble gum. A bubble gum is your favorite thing to get. Suckers. You do like bubble gum and suckers. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's talk about something else that's really important. Okay. Where are you going for lunch today? I'm going to Jersey Mike's. Oh, uh-huh. what are you going to get at Jersey Mike's? Um, Pepsi. <laughs> Ham sandwich. Okay. Yep. You get ham sandwich. You put lettuce on it. What else do you put on it? A mustard. That's right. Right. Do you usually like pickles on it as well? I like pickles. Yeah. And then do you get any? So you get Pepsi. Pepsi. Sandwich. Sandwich. Anything else? You get chips today. That's right. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. If you were going to get dessert, what would you get for dessert? Um, Cupcake. Oh, that sounds good. Yes. Would you get a vanilla cupcake or a... Chocolate. Chocolate cupcake. Mmm, that sounds good. good. Yeah. Okay, so you got lunch planned. Lunch plan. Who are you going to work with today? Sarah. Okay, who else? Um, Peyton. Pay- Sarah Peyton, anyone else? And Ryan. Ryan? Ian Megan. Megan, what about Key? Key. Can't forget Key. Key. Yeah, okay, what are you going to work at today? What are you going to do? Well, shirt. Okay. You're a good shirt roller. Good. What shirts are we rolling? Um, it's, uh, We're rolling on the ha- Halloween. That's right. We are rolling on Halloweens. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. You did an amazing job shopping on the podcast. Okay. Really good. Um, what do you tell everybody? Have a good day, guys. See you later. Welcome to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Jackie. Today, we are going to talk all about Halloween. And if you are listening, you're probably thinking, okay, it's the beginning of October, and why in the world are we going to talk about this? But Halloween, and I think all holidays, can be amazing, and they can be super stressful. And when you have a child with a disability, I think the stressful part comes into play more. So we thought this would be a great topic to talk about early in the month, because whether you have a child with a disability, whether you are a teacher, or whether you are a neighbor that wants to be a friendly house to anyone that comes to your door, I think we've got some tips and strategies that are going to help 
everybody have a smoother month of October and especially Halloween. So I don't know about you, Ben, but the early days of Halloween had oh, some challenges. Yeah, they're tough. Um, I think costumes can be very hard. Mm-hmm. You know, as parents, we think of the most, especially when they're little. And because I now know with Hudson, like when you had that year two, three, four, he didn't care yet. So you could put him in the cutest costume. Yeah. I remember one year he was a lion. Oh, he was adorable. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember that the costumes being as problematic for Jordan as much as the nervousness of walking up to the door and what happens at that point. That to me was more nerve wracking. Well, but Jordan didn't have the sensory issues like a lot of kids do. So that, that wasn't an issue for us. Like it will be for some. Yeah. But for some, a lot that is hard. And I think as a parent, especially if you have a young child with a disability, setting a realistic expectation yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. if your child can't take scratchy material i wouldn't pick cinderella as the costume yeah. with the elaborate puffy dress um so i think setting the stage early on and like i said earlier you know just a few seconds ago it is need of practice so if you start now pick out your costume have them start wearing it every day if you do have this costume that they don't know anything about and you just throw it on them a few minutes before you're getting ready to walk out the door it's potentially a disaster so i think if you get one you start practicing but i also think think through what you're gonna have your child wear and the best advice i have is go to the pajama section you know how there's Mm -hmm. so many like cute Mm -hmm. onesie type pajamas but they're of a character, but they're soft, they're comfortable because they're made to go to bed in. So you've got that costume, but you've got something super comfortable. And if not, I think, you know, you go with something very plain and just, you know, try to make it into something. Anymore, I mean, some of the kids, I mean, even if they wore... some kids aren't going to wear something over their head. Yeah. Or their, Even or their Hudson face, doesn't you know? like that yeah. because it gets in his way. He can't go to the door as fast. Yeah. 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 Um, I was just going to say, do, do what's for them. And if they don't want to wear the mask, don't wear the mask. Yes, I agree. I think, you know, just wearing typical clothes that they're comfortable in is the most important. And this is where I'd like to throw in a tip for anyone receiving trick-or-treaters at their house. I know you want to see the child come up to your door in the elaborate costumes. I've heard the stories of kids going up to the door, they're not in costume, and someone not giving them candy. Just be kind. It doesn't, like, whether they say trick-or-treat, whether they don't, whether they have a costume, whether they don't, you never know what that child's going through. So, you know... Just give the candy and, you know, make the best of it. But I think wearing something comfortable that they're going to be, you know, good in is way more important than the look of it all. Um, So, and again, for us, when Jordan was little, that wasn't... We didn't have that issue. No, I remember she was probably three. I'll have to dig through and look for pictures. Do you remember when she had that cutest elephant costume? Yes. Oh, she was so cute. Yeah. But then for me, like, she looked so cute in the costume. And I was like, oh, this is going to be the best Halloween ever. I mean, she was like three, maybe four. I don't know. 
So then I just had such high expectations. And then the night of, she gets in the costume and she didn't mind it, but she could have cared less about going trick-or-treating, like going to the door. She doesn't understand the concept of it. So like my expectations were way up here and I should have dialed them down because then I ended up disappointed. But, oh, she looked so cute. (laughs) Um, So yeah, another one of my biggest fears when she was younger, she didn't speak. And so, I mean, she didn't speak till she was over the age of six. So she couldn't go to the door and say trick or treat. She was an only child. So she didn't have another, she didn't have a sibling at the time to go with her Mm -hmm. to say it Mm -hmm. for her. As she got older and we started meeting friends in the neighborhood, we got to where we latched onto them because then she could just lag back, let other people say it and it worked. That worked well. It did. Mm -hmm. But our early years, we didn't really know anybody to yeah. go with. It was, it was hard. And since then, I've learned, I didn't know it at the time, but I've seen families make cards for their kids, like say the size of a business card that says trick or treat on it. Some of them like to put on the back some details about their child to educate people on whatever disability they have. So they hand this card to the person? Yes, that says trick or treat. It also automatically tells the person receiving the Mm -hmm, card mm -hmm. that there's something different here. That slow down, have patience. If the child reaches in and grabs too much, it just gives that person answering the door a little bit of a heads up. Plus it takes so much pressure off that child or the family. And really even your child could be very verbal, but that's, it's scary to go up to a random stranger's door and to be able to find your (laughs) words. Not to do that, but now we're encouraging it. Exactly. It's like you spend your time telling your child, never go up to a stranger, blah, blah, blah. But on this day, go up to any So you make these cards, photocopy them, and you actually give it to the person. I thought, I guess if the, I was thinking the child, some of them may be able to read it if they needed the cue to, okay, they what do you do? They do that as well, yeah. Say, trick or treat, say, thank you. But no, That's I'm thinking for the child that... Actually hand it to them. ...cannot okay. say trick or treat. Yep. Um, it's just a good option to be able to do. Now, one thing, if you follow us, I talk a lot about practicing stuff. We've had to practice and teach Jordan pretty much everything in her life. This... You've, you need to practice Halloween. Yeah, no obsession. Um, practice the costume, like I already said, but practice trick-or-treating. Whether or not your child's verbal or not, practice with the cards. You could start in your house. Like, one person in the house, be in a room, have your child go up, knock on the door, mm-hmm. hand the card, then move to being outside. They walk up to your own house. But what I can't stress enough is if you're practicing Make sure your child gets one of their favorite things. In this morning's open, Jordan talked about Skittles. So like if we were practicing, I would give her Skittles. Because you are wanting this to be fun for your child. If they're practicing this and it's hard for them and they get like a Milky Way. Because does anybody really like (laughs) I I do. Seriously? How can anyone like, I don't know, Milky Way is Uh. not my thing. Oh, and Ryan's sitting over here. He's our in-house producer. He does too. Okay, so anyway. But you definitely want to give what they find value in. And maybe that's not even food. Maybe that's a little trinket. Jordan loves ribbon. So like if she could even get a piece of ribbon. But you've got to let them know that either handing that card or saying trick or treat is going to get them something of high value. Mm -hmm. 
Once they've graduated past that, text a neighbor and say, hey, I know this is going to seem kind of odd, but we need to practice this ahead of time. Could I bring over a treat and my mm -hmm. child come to your door and do it? I would be shocked if a neighbor does not want to do that for yeah, you. I, um, I actually think the neighbor would be glad to do it. Or maybe it's yeah. the grandparents' house, wherever it is. Like for us, our neighborhood, you walk everywhere to trick or treat or ride the golf cart. But like growing up, we were in a small town. You got in a car and you went from house to house. So ever it is, the night is going to look for you all. That's how you want to practice because you want them to get used to that. But take that favorite treat over to your neighbors or the grandparents or whoever so they can practice, but they learn, Ooh, this is pretty good. I get my favorite thing and let mm -hmm. them rip open into that and have that. Yeah. Is, um, it, is it bad to have a couple of Skittles in your pocket and they come back and put it in there? I'm asking. No, wait, what? As a parent, if you're going with the child and Jordan loves Skittles and she doesn't get Skittles. Is it okay if I have some Skittles in my pocket and, and throw and, it and I'm, I, I, you don't want to do it while they're watching. So, so is there anything wrong with that? Oh, I don't think so at all. When <laughs> Jordan was little, I don't know if you remember this. I, I mean, I just got really nervous. I was scared to go up the houses. I didn't know, like, I didn't know if she was going to bolt inside the house. Like yeah. it's just an odd holiday. I love it, but it's odd. Yeah. You're walking up to a stranger's. I didn't know if she was going to take a whole handful. Yeah. I didn't know if she was going to walk into someone's house. So what I found, if we started with a sucker, it lasted numerous houses and it then took some of the edge off of like, I mean, you start with her. She, like she, you gave I her a sucker. Gave she started her a sucker and she it. got to eat the sucker as we went. Okay. Um, and for us, that helped. But I would absolutely, you know, have that favorite thing in the bucket or even for the night of Halloween, if you know your neighbors well or wherever you're going, again, take that favorite thing over there. But if not, take it out of your pocket, put it in the bucket. Oh, look what you got. Yeah. I just think in order to make it fun, yeah, they have to see the value in it. And yeah. the value might not be the same for them as it is for another, yeah, sure. for another Mil child. Milky Ways versus Skittles. Exactly. Yes. I, I don't want the Milky Way. Um, so I want the, <laughs> yeah. ugh, I want those chocolate Reese's pumpkins. You know how they make the Reese's peanut oh, butter cups, yeah. but they oh, now yes. make them for each season with more chocolate, more peanut butter uh, in it than the chocolate. Those yeah. things are just Amazing. Yeah. They are amazing. You don't get them often at Halloween, like trick-or-treating, but when you do... Well, I'm already trick-or-treating with my um, candy corn right here. People are probably hearing my packages here. So. Yeah, that's just not good, good either. Good we stuff. did a little test around the shirt shop the other day about who really likes candy corn. Because Hudson and I went to the grocery store the other day, and he was like, Mom, we got to get candy corn. And I was like, why would anyone eat that? And he was like, it's so good. So we start looking around... And we couldn't find any. And I was like, it's probably because it's not good. But anyway, we ran into a dad of one of Hudson's friends. And so I said, hey, Brad, Brad, I got a question for you. Hudson and I are taking a poll here. Do you like candy corn? And he goes, uh, no, I don't. But he goes, Patrick, which is Hudson's friend, he likes it. So Hudson, uh, Hudson's like, that counts as a vote. Patrick's vote counts. I was like, it doesn't. He wasn't here. So we left the grocery store. It was two to one in my favor. So then we had to carry it over to the shirt shop. But surprisingly, I felt like more people liked it than didn't. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, back to Halloween. Yeah, how exactly. many houses? 
We went to a lot. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, we were living in a kind of a circled thing. We went to a lot of houses, and it usually was with the kids that she walked with that she went to. But You're not thinking of early years. We still lived in Columbia, Missouri in the early years. Okay. I'm thinking early, like early when we only... two, three, yeah. four years old. Yeah. And so that was still in the time she looked adorable in her elephant yeah. costume, her ladybug costume. So I was like, oh my gosh, we are going to close Halloween down, like trick-or-treating. We yeah. are going to have, we're going to go everywhere. And I think pro- it was probably year three that was the hardest. I think we maybe went to three houses and we both came home crying. <laughs> Me but see, Jordan I don't I. think that's, I think that's what you said before. Set the expectations yes. and there's no, no, nothing wrong with going to two houses. Yes. Three houses. Yes. Calling it quits. The kid's going to, I mean, at that age, if they get what they like, if yes. they get their Skittles, they're going to be happy probably to, to I think go for me, it was more about balancing my expectations. Absolutely. Jordan wouldn't no, have cared if she uh, went at all. Yes, yes. But as the a mom, especially a new yes. mom, like I, I yes. wanted to do this. I wanted yeah. to be great. So then we moved to Georgia and we lived in a different style neighborhood. You go to house to house. And so then it started working out well. She could go with a group. We could kind of latch on. And then our next door neighbors would come over, sit in our driveway, pass out candy for both houses. Then we would come back. And I still remember. And also, you look around and you see all these parties in the driveways. And there's just that lonely feeling, I think, of like I kind of got stuck in the, it just felt lonely. So then when we started doing that, it just became more like a festive occasion. And so I remember one year, the next door neighbors were going to come over, hand out candy. And again, we weren't going to as many houses at that time. So we got done early. And so then our other neighbors, a couple of houses down, came over afterwards and we did a bonfire. We did like, well, bonfire is a strong word. Fire pit. Fire pit. That's a better <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or burning the neighborhood. And we like had s'mores. And it to this, we, it started becoming an every year, some neighbors would come over after trick-or-treating and oh, do it. Yeah. And it is still my favorite Halloween memory yeah. because it felt so normal. Um, it just felt like something anyone would do. And we hadn't really experienced a lot of that mm-hmm. with our Halloween. And so I think that's another thing to think of. If trick-or-treating isn't your kid's thing, maybe try to figure out something different that is. Yeah. But for us, that fire pit, not bonfire, fire pit and fire, I don't think our neighbors would have thought anything about it. I don't think they probably even no. knew uh-uh. how much it uh-uh. meant to us, I mean, they're just thinking score, we stop by and we're getting s'mores, but that's where I want to like pull in, you know, the general neighbor that isn't directly touched by a child with a disability. It's that one gesture that to this day, uh, it's, it's my favorite Halloween moment. And I think people to help them understand the power of small gestures and inclusion what that means to families like ours. Sure. Um, it's, it's a lot. The other thing, I know we have a lot of teachers that follow us and haven't really touched much on teachers on this podcast, but even the idea of teachers practicing, 
you don't have to have the kids get dressed up, but they could easily, you know, you could pick a couple of different classrooms and say, hey, my kids really need to practice trick-or-treating today. Mm-hmm. Is there a time we could come up to your three doors? The first day, you might go up to one door. The second, you know, two doors. Two, the sure. third. And practice it. Yeah, um, send a note home with, to, the, you know, to the mom, the dad, and say, hey, this is what we practiced today. They made, it, made, they made it to one door. They did a great job. Here's how we did it. We used cards. Or if you have a child that can write well, they could write their own cards mm-hmm. to hand out and, and do. But I think there's so much we could do to work at school and at home just to make it a great night for the whole family. Yeah. And so like now... Hudson loves trick-or-treating, but imagine if Jordan couldn't go out and around. Um, she does not have a desire anymore to trick-or-treat. I mean, she would, but she doesn't care yeah, not to. Care too, and right. we live in a neighborhood where you can just ride the golf cart around. So as she told you, she likes to ride the golf cart, steal her brother's candy. So yeah. that works great. But I can't imagine if she was scared to go or whatever. Right. Which also brings up a point if you have a child that has a lot of noise sensitivity, maybe do like noise canceling headphones or put like a stocking hat on something to kind of muffle Muffle. the sounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're scared of like scary things go earlier in the night instead of later. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like when we kind of started figuring out things to make it better for Jordan, it made it better for our whole family. And then that prepped us. I mean, not everybody has a child 12 years apart. So Hudson and Jordan are a long ways apart. But so now our whole family can enjoy Halloween. Whereas if we hadn't started that in the early years, it would make it not really a family event for all of us. Yeah, so that's, I agree. Yeah. So practice and set expectations a little bit lower and as many, yes. as many houses as you're comfortable with. Yes. It's okay. If you only hit a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I hope this has helped. We wanted to do this early in the month so that You have time to get your costume. You have time to practice it. You have time to reach out to that neighbor and say, hey, can we come over early and practice? And if you're that neighbor, please, please, please be gracious, be kind, be helpful, because you have the power to make a big difference in someone's life. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys a little early, but happy Halloween. We'll be sharing Halloween tips all month long. So Tune in to our um, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram accounts. At Summer Shirt Project is where you can find us on all those. Great. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.